1: With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J, take it away, boys. Oh What up, what up? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to March 6th, 2023. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Welcome to, well, I guess it's one of those things, man. You learned about it when you were a kid. In like a lion, out like a lamb, right, Big J? you month of march.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Do you remember? Well, I don't know why that's such a clear memory for me. But, like, one of my earliest memories I have is being in grade school and having to do, like, you know how you do, like, arts and crafts projects when you're in kindergarten and stuff?
0: Of course, right. I remember
1: having to, like, make, like, cotton balls and paper plates to make a lamb. And I don't remember what we made to make a lion, but in March we would make lion and lamb arts and crafts. And that's how I remember that that's the what the weather in March is like. Isn't that weird? That is how those things stick with you sometimes.
0: Yeah. Here we are, like
1: 40 years later, and I remember making arts and crafts and bringing them home. Like, I remember learning that lesson. And this is why, Big J, school is so important, man. You never know what's going to stick with you. And listen, some would argue that's a really dumb thing to stick with you, as you should remember other things like mathematical equations and, you know, history. And I say to you, you're right, but I can't help what I remember and what I don't. I want to. But I remember arts and crafts from kindergarten, man. And I remember them vividly. I remember my lamb being really good. Yeah. My lion, not so much. But I was really proud of that lamb. It's cool. Tell you what. Uh, and it came true. Here we are in 2023. Looking at the snow on the ground going, yep, kindergarten was right. I'll tell you what. Welcome to Monday. Hopefully you had a good weekend. Can I say that for you, Big J, that you had a good weekend? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I enjoy that very much. you want to get any more details?
0: You don't no, have to. No, I don't. Yeah, I can I always tell. I'm to save it. Uh, <laughs> you're saving. save it? I'm save it for later in the week. Whoa, what do you mean? Because <laughs> you have to find <laughs> out. You have to listen every day to find out. All right, I'm going to hold you to this, and you're not going to like that, but I'm going to. Uh, and you're today
1: like is the day that uh, we have asked the morning after, so make sure you're ready. If you have a question for us, there's multiple ways you can reach out. Plenty of people have, but... We we'll have an opportunity to answer a question from a listener. Maybe it's almost like radiotherapy, if you will. We are not qualified in any way to solve problems for you, yet you ask us to. Can't continue even solve our to own to problems, so, right? I mean, I may have asked the audience stuff going on, like how can I get lamb uh, in like a lamb or in like a lion out like a lamb out of my head. These are not things that can be answered easily, but I would certainly like one given to me. On top of that, we have prizes to give away. Listen, man, it's going to be a busy week around these parts. Uh, we have X sessions coming out of our ears on Saturday. Uh, both Badflower and Des Rock stopping by. For acoustic performances, which we are very excited for. We have tickets to that show, which is almost sold out on Saturday. We have tickets to Monster Jam, which is coming up this weekend as well. We have tickets to the Roadster Show, which is happening this weekend too. Uh, We're going to have a special appearance by our friend Scotty New, going to be popping on the show this week to talk about the Roadster Show. So we are excited about all those things that are happening on the program today. Plus, we play music. Let's get started with some chili peppers here on the X (laughs) Rocks.
0: Morning after with Nick and Big J.
1: I know there was a lot of stuff happening last weekend, specifically in town. You know, you had the big sky conference basketball tournament happening downtown, but not too far away, Big J, I want to give a little bit of love to former guest of the morning after, friend of the show. Doc Haskell, who of course is in charge of the Boise State eSports program. And also, happening this weekend right across the street from where the Big Sky Conference was holding their basketball tournament was the Collegiate Esports Commissioners Cup West Regional that Boise State was hosting for the first time in their history. Over 200 players came to Boise State University to take part in this particularly big event. And uh, they played a bunch of video games everywhere from Rocket League to Overwatch to Halo to Super Smash Brothers and Valorant and ended up having a little bit of fun, including qualifying for the national championship, Big J. Damn! At least two Boise State teams have qualified for the national championship. Plenty more... Could happen over the course of the next couple of months because they're kind of in the middle of things. But this decided some national championship berths in our very own backyard. And in case you don't know, we've talked to Doc a couple of times on this show as he continued to start up this program. It was one of the first in the country to really embrace esports. And by the way, if you don't know right now, Boise State University, one of the top five collegiate esports programs in the nation. Uh, It has four national titles to its credit. It's got 11th conference titles to its credit as well. And they've racked up more than 1,000 wins. That happened just over the course of the last week. So congratulations to this program, which continues to put a spotlight on this college in a national light. And it doesn't get enough credit in the mainstream side of things. We've tried to honk that horn when we can when Doc comes in. And, of course, a big part of Adam's show as well. And he does a lot of stuff with the BSU esports team. But I wanted to give credit where credit was due because that's pretty cool. It's great to see, you know, we talk a lot about the major sports, but trust me when I say esports is more popular than any of you realize. And it's nice, especially when you're trying to draw those kind of athletes and that kind of attention to your school to have a program like this and, oh, by the way, a, a facility that is pretty impressive as well. One of the big reasons why Boise Day can host these things is because the facility is amazing.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it's uh, immaculate, man. It's top of the line yeah
1: they don't mess around it's very very good and doc has done a fantastic job putting that program together so congratulations to the teams congratulations to the players congratulations to everybody for continuing to push bsu forward in the esports territory and more of that to come before they hit may madness which is what they call the esports time for the national championship side of stuff Philadelphia Phillies slugger Bryce Harper says he's willing to report to spring training on Wednesday as he continues to recover from elbow surgery, uh, but he still needs to return, figure out a return time. The two-time MVP was injured in April uh, and played right field April 16th in Miami. He underwent reconstructive elbow surgery in November. That caused him to miss the beginning of spring training, but he's trying to figure out when he can get back in to the lineup and help the Phillies make a march towards the postseason once again. As expected, Creed 3 did pretty well at the box office over the weekend, but it still exceeded expectations. They were thinking anywhere from $35 to $40 million for the opening weekend. It ended up making $58.6 million. The Michael B. Jordan directorial debut did really well at the box office. It's the best opening ever for the franchise and the highest debut ever for a sports movie, Big J, at the box office so the film is expected to surpass the totals for the first two films as well as creed saw a 109 million dollar statewide total overhaul and then creed 2 saw 115 million which is why they made a creed 3 in case you're curious ant-man and the wasp made 12 million dollars good enough for number two cocaine bear number three demon slayer four jesus revolution five demon beat jesus <laughs> at the box offices demon Jesus. yeah no demon beat jesus at the box office this weekend. Uh, but you may have some sort of animosity towards the Bee Gees, and that's fine with me. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour. <coughs> <coughs> At his three days grace, I am the weapon here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I've got some bad news. If you look forward to this time of year because of the kind of snacks you can be shoving down your mullet hole, but it is one of those deals where it's Girl Scout cookie season. You understand this? Yes. Big oh Jay? man,
0: I was in the store yesterday and uh, assaulted by a bunch of Girl Scouts who wanted me to buy their cookies. Did you buy any? No. Oh man, that's not very nice. Come. Okay. Because I'm trying to stay away. <laughs>
1: from Trying to stay away from cookies. Well, yeah, but I mean, for the family, right? They have to like them too, don't they? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Wait, you don't know if
1: your family likes cookies? Of course they
0: like them, but they don't
1: need them! Well, nobody needs Girl Scout cookies. It's about supporting. There were 60
0: people at the damn table. I figured they were good for that moment. And that may explain why
1: they're having the issues they're having. In case you're curious, the the people uh, known as Little Brownie Bakers, now that is the company that supplies your Girl Scout cookies year in and year out. Uh, They are responsible for cookie production. They have put out a press release that says, hey, guys, we may not be able to meet the demand for all the Girl Scout cookies this year, Uh, specifically. Specifically, they're having issues with particular cookies, Samoas, which happen to be my favorite, Big J. They're my favorite, too, dude. Toffee. I love coconut. I don't know why. Oh.
0: Uh, toffee. What do you mean? What do you, do you that's eat? the one part of the cookie I hate. It's all coconut. What are you talking about? Sorry, I don't like the coconut part. How
1: can that be your favorite and you hate Because something?
0: I like the caramel part of it. Yeah, well, there's other caramel cookies in the Girl Scout yeah, cookie. Which, which, which might those be? Well, I mean,
1: there's the caram- there's the one that had the caramel on top. With the, That's just the cookie and the chocolate-covered caramel. But you don't like those? I, you no. like the, the the toffee, the ones that have the element of something that you hate in the cookie. Yeah, that's really sorry. Weird.
0: I don't like the coconut part. That's uh, it. Tastic
1: is the other ones that are involved in this particular world that are having some supply-demand issues. Uh, primarily, it will be the the issues are facing because the world of Girl Scout cookies have changed. Yes, you can still see them out front uh of a grocery store from time to time but gone are the days that the girl scouts come knocking on your door or usually that even somebody says hey my daughter's selling girl scout cookies do you want to fill out this form everything's done online now big j So, you basically, if your daughter's selling Girl Scout cookies, you get a link that you can send to people that they follow to order online. And what happens is that has increased the amount of sales dramatically because now no longer are you taking physical orders for things, or you have to see somebody or collect money. It's all done online and digital orders are really, really, I guess, impacting the amount of cookies that they're able to sell. Now, of course, it's a critical part of Girl Scout the Girl Scout program, which is why they continue to do it, but they just want to let everybody know that if you're a fan of those particular cookies, it may take you longer, especially if you ordered online for those to get to you because they're having some real issues making those two particular types of cookies. So. Uh, If you will like the Thin Mints, if you like the other parts of things, there should be just fine. It's those particular types of cookies that are having some issues. I will say this. I've gone to the store a bunch over the last two weeks. I haven't seen the Girl Scout cookie set set up a camp outside of the Albertsons that I frequent on a fairly regular basis. Not to say that they won't, but I just haven't seen it yet this particular year. Therefore, I've been able to skirt my way around. Uh, the Girl Scout cookies, as of now. But if I see one outside the Albertsons, you better believe I'm gonna buy it. It is forever a weakness. I don't know. I don't know when it started, but it started, and now it's here. It's
0: now, here. do you prefer them frozen?
1: Uh, no, I do prefer them in the refrigerator, though. Okay. I, they do. I do prefer them cold, uh, uh, but not not frozen. I feel like that that hurts. Now, Thin Mints. If I, I'm not a huge fan, but when I did have Thin Mints, those frozen, totally fine
0: follow-up question do you like to dip them in chocolate sauce
1: no i don't even have chocolate sauce at the ready so okay. no i do not like to do that plus they're already covered in chocolate what are you doing no wonder I'm just trying to see how bad off you are no wonder you want to avoid the girl scout cookies if you're dipping them in additional chocolate sauce morning after with nick and big j ask the morning after next on the x Rocks. <laughs> breaking benjamin so cold here on the morning after with nick and big j we are here to solve problems your problems specifically we call this ask the morning after several ways you can reach out to us find us on facebook we're there on twitter at nick and big j you can also send us a text if you'd like to uh that is a 208-287-1003 but we're trying to help people out and who are we helping out today big
0: yeah we're helping dustin out here and i'm feeling him i'm feeling this uh Here's what he has to say. I'm very quickly approaching my 40th birthday and my better half keeps asking me what I want to do for this milestone birthday event. And I have no idea what I want to do. I'm thinking I'm over the birthday thing. I'd be willing to take suggestions from you guys. So thoughts.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, Well, I mean, it all kind of depends on what kind of person that you are, I suppose. I will say this. I've never been much of a birthday party person. I haven't enjoyed them. I don't throw them. I I'm happy to go to them for friends, but for me, I I don't I it's a weird to say, but I feel very uncomfortable being the center of attention. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, being a radio. I mean, what a, right, what a I great know. idea. But I,
1: I really have no interest in, in in like that as far as like my friends go, being the center of attention. And so uh, I find those situations fairly uncomfortable, but the last time I had a party thrown for me, it was a surprise party. If you remember my 39th birthday, you distracted me by taking me to a movie and then I came home and there were a bunch of people in my home for my birthday. And it was like a week before, which is why I would have no idea that that's what was going on. And it was really awesome to see everybody there and to have a good time. And it was a lot of fun. So I I don't like the idea of it, but when it happened, it was fun. So maybe that's one of those deals. Maybe you'll enjoy it more than you think once it actually happens.
0: Yeah, but also saying surprise me is kind of a cop out when uh, your wife asks you what you want to do. Yes, so, that is
1: exactly. That's not making a decision.
0: So um, I'm, I'm, I like now at this point, at now looking uh, closer to fifty here. I don't care. I don't want to do anything.
1: <laughs> right. If you ask uh, what you want to do, the answer is play Xbox, which is what you do yeah, pretty much or, every weekend. Or, or,
0: well, uh, or be left alone. Yes. Again, every weekend. But then there are times when I'm like, oh, let's do something fun to like have all my friends together and go to a movie like a movie theater and rent out a movie theater and watch some I make my friends watch something terrible
1: right I mean Big Jay's idea of fun now is still bringing a bunch of people to sit in silence for two and a half hours
0: yeah just leave him alone yeah and then quickly leave afterwards <laughs> I got stuff I need to do like I'm gonna make I'm gonna make all these people watch the movie real men And then afterwards, everybody's got leaf. (laughs) Have a piece of cake, have a cupcake, and then out you go. Out
1: you go. Yeah, I'm not sure Dustin would enjoy the screening of Real Men. Not a lot of people would. So I think if there is an idea or, you know, if there is something that you want to do, here's, here's what you also have to keep in mind is I think your missus just wants to make you happy, you know? Yeah. And so you need to figure out what that is. And if you can express those things to her and say listen even if it is i would much rather just spend the day you and me and let's find a way to do that or i have something i want to do that i want to do as long as you're upfront and honest about it i know it's a milestone birthday which makes it a little bit more difficult than others to say, leave me alone on that particular day. But if that's what you want, you should be able to express those feelings.
0: Yeah, you know, or go golfing with your buddies or whatever it is that you do, take that time out and enjoy it. Because that's what the birthday's supposed to be all about. But you don't have to make it a big production.
1: No, no. What you do is entirely up to you. Your wife just wants to make you as happy as possible. And if you are somebody that enjoys a party, don't feel bad about it. 40 is a great reason to throw a party. But if you're somebody that's not, you shouldn't feel bad about that either. But, I mean, I, I guess the idea is she wants to kind of curate this experience for you. So, figuring out what you want is going to be paramount. Two guys on the radio can't tell you what you're going to enjoy. Uh, we barely have uh, just found out about you, Dustin. No offense. But uh, I think you know yourself better than anybody else. And if you have an idea of what makes you happy, you should spend your birthday doing that, whatever it may be, as long as it's legal. Like, <laughs> if, your, if your idea of fun is mainlining legal. heroin and an alley, I don't think you should do that for yeah, your Yeah, don't
0: hurt other human beings. Yeah.
1: Just make sure you're having a good time and staying safe and enjoying your 40th birthday. And congratulations for making it that far, Big J. I see. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and if Happy you play birthday. your cards right, there's plenty more to come. Invite us. <laughs> you wouldn't go anyway. Uh, morning after with it's, Nick it's and not true. Big J. There's your Ask the Morning After. Lots of ways you can get a hold of us if you have a question of your own, including texting us at 208-287-1003. We got important stuff on the way.
0: On the Morning After with Nick and Big J.
1: Big J, you've had some sinus issues in the past. Do you ever use one of those sinus rinsers? You know, the tubes you stick up your nose that are supposed to essentially clear you all out and stuff?
0: Yeah, we talked about this. Uh, my sister got me a Navaj. Right, and do you use it on the red? Uh, well, well, it's a month or so. Okay, so you do
1: use it on a fairly regular basis. Do yes. you enjoy it, then? Oh, I love it. It's great. Okay.
0: No, nobody enjoys it. Well, what are you
1: talking about? Uh, that's not true. I know my cousin speaks highly of it and enjoys doing it and does it, like, three times a week. So some people do enjoy it because probably the results that it gets. But you know this better than anyone, then. Uh, on the instructions to these things, they uh, I in- uh, encourage you and say that the way that you should do it is by using... Water that has been, you know, sanitized. Basically, you're used to be purified water of some way, shape, or form to clean out your sinuses. Yes? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but we're not very good, us Americans, at following directions from time to time. But I want to let you know what could happen if you don't. Because a Florida man, Big Jay, is dead after rinsing his sinuses using one of those machines. But he used tap water, you see? He didn't use the purified water that you're supposed to use. And so according to the county's health department, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention have teamed up to figure it out. But the identi- unidentified man did this apparently daily. He is somebody that would rinse his nostrils out every single day. But he used un- basically touched tap water every time he did it. But what happened was because he was using the unpurified water, it caused an infection and it released a brain-eating amoeba into his system and basically ate his brain to death. Oh, my understand? God. Now, this is the first case of this happening ever in the United States, but it happens other places, which is why it's imperative that you use the purified water when you clean out your sinuses well, and or, not the tap water. Or distilled. Yes, distilled. again, something that has been treated, not something that you just get out of the tap. Now, not to say that you're going to get a brain-eating amoeba every single time, Because, again, this guy was rinsing his nose out every single day using tap water. But I guess I did not know this is one of the side effects of tap water. Is that if you use it to rinse out some stuff from time to time, you could get a brain-eating amoeba. So now you know. Follow the directions and your brain won't be eaten from the inside out. Or at least it'll lower the chances of it anyway which is crazy that could, could, this could be one of the side effects of it. But again, I don't think it's necessarily the nasal cleaning system's fault, but it is weird that that can happen. Agree or disagree? you Yeah, a little frightening. Yeah. So don't use tap water for anything. Uh, if you were following Jay, John Morant on Instagram live, you saw him dancing around a club on Saturday night with a gun in his hand. Uh, the NBA did not like that. And they initiated an investigation. Consequently, the Memphis Grizzlies announced on Saturday that Morant will be, quote, away from the team for at least the next two games. So he is going to miss the team's matchups against the LA Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers as uh, they go forward. And maybe, just maybe, Ja will make some better decisions. But that uh, remains to be seen. But not a good look for him. Combine was over the weekend. Big J, did you see anything that impressed you? I didn't get it.
0: I didn't watch any of it. Wow, you usually do. What happened? Yeah. Go away. We took away my Hulu Live. Oh, so. You
1: didn't have access to it.
0: Yeah. Once That's- the Super Bowl is over, kiss that
1: thing goodbye. Gotcha. So uh, you welcome to uh, life in the 21st century. Once you don't need anything anymore, it goes away. But uh, Anthony Richardson of Florida seems to be the biggest, uh, I guess, mover out of the Combine this weekend. The quarterback ended up putting up some pretty impressive numbers and now is at the top of everybody's board, some even thinking he might have jumped to the number one pick. I'm not sure when We're going to stop. I mean, listen, I understand there's some good things that can be seen in the Combine, but these Combine wonders never work out. Like, Anthony Richardson was going to be a first-round quarterback, but, like, not number one. Last time this happened was Zach Wilson. How did that work out, Big J? when he jumped all the way up to number two? So far, uh, that has not worked yeah. out well. He will not be the starting quarterback for the team going forward. And the, there's the laundry list of people that are, that do amazing at the combine and get drafted high, and then cra- hell, that's half the Raiders team. They fall in love with people at the combine and they just don't do anything. In, once they get I drafted, mean, for
0: crying out loud, look at Tom Brady's picture. From his combine.
1: Right. I mean, again, I've always been a big believer of what's on tape is the best. You know, if they can do it on the field, that's the best gauge as to whether or not they can make it on the next level. Can he make the throws in coverage? Can he read defenses? All those kind of things. But if you look at Anthony Richardson's numbers, they're not that impressive. He just has the look. And I'm not sure when we're going to stop falling in love with the look. And the numbers of somebody, just because they're fast doesn't mean they're good, especially the quarterback position. But we'll see what ends up happening. Listen, I'm not the general manager of a football team, uh, despite the fact that I've sent in a couple resumes. It has not paid off for me yet. So (laughs) I don't think they're going to listen to me. Teams are going to do what they do. But the combine, obviously, a very important thing to see some skills. But I'm not sure if it should be the end all be all or somebody could jump up three, four rounds because of how they do. Kids' Choice Awards for Saturday, Big J. Do you still have access to Nickelodeon, or is that a hard pass? No, I would not have watched that anyway. The uh, the big news, if you care about regular popular culture and not just kids' stuff, Seth Rogen announced who will voice the characters for his upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and the names are big, Big J. John Cena, Jackie Chan, Maya Rudolph, Ice Cube, Paul Rudd, all involved in this animated version of the TMNT universe that Seth Rogen is bringing to the big screen. Now, before you start thinking, is this anything like the last cartoon, Sausage Party, that Seth Rogen had to be part of? No, this is a little bit more family-friendly. This is a Nickelodeon cartoon, but there's going to be some fairly big names along for the ride. It appears to have juice some people up, and people seem to be excited Wouldn't for Wouldn't
0: it be this. nice if we get an adult version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, like, if you read the original comic, it very much was not for children. I read it as a teenager growing up and fell in love with it, and then they kind of kid a kid I guess made it for kids for Nickelodeon and gave each of one of the you know Turtles characteristics and different colors for their uniforms that was never part of the original comic book it's definitely taking things in a different direction but I don't know how that would play I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now is almost exclusively for kids because I'm not sure how many adults would go along for the ride of mutated teenage, teenagers as turtles uh, beating up ninjas. I think you have to be a kid to enjoy that kind of ride, but uh, it's certainly they're going to give it another try because this is Nickelodeon's I think fourth or fifth stab at it just by themselves of them doing something Teenage Mutant wow. Turtles related. And some of it's been successful, others not so much. We'll see how Seth Rogen does. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. <laughs>
0: after with nick and big j on 100.3 the x rocks
1: big j contrary to popular belief this show is for adults and while that may impact the maturity of the show overall it certainly does not impact it for us as people and over the next 45 minutes, we're going to talk a lot about spending some time with ourselves. You understand, Big J? Oh, okay. You know, uh, one-on-one time. Self-gratification, if you Oh, will. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and we're going to talk in the next round of important stuff about how good for you that can actually be. But right now, we're going to talk about if you decide to do that, hey, 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 hey. Be careful what you're doing. You understand, Big J? Oh, because a 29 year old woman in Israel had to go to the emergency room because she was having some pretty severe pain when urinating and also some pretty severe abdominal pain. Never good things, Big J. And as the doctors were starting to examine, they're like, man, this looks like there's some serious trauma going on here. And she goes, well, yeah. My aim may not have been fantastic. And they go, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, what does that mean? And what she's saying is, as she was spending some self-gratification time with herself, Big J, she may have taken a sex toy into your her urethra instead of where it's supposed to go. Uh, By mistake. You understand
0: how this happens. It happens to us all the time, right? No, no. Huh? No, those areas circumferently are very narrow and small yeah yeah uh and uh and that's uh, and that's when the doctors
1: say, oh that would explain why there's this foreign object in there and she said yeah that would do it that that's the one we have a problem with uh and despite in the emergency room having to spend a couple hours trying to remove the object which by the way which was about three inches long about one inch wide uh she herself had been unable to get it out which is why she went into the emergency room and sure enough when they took some imaging there was The whole sex toy right there in her bladder. Never a good place to be. You understand? Yeah. And so the doctors at Zedek Medical Center in Jerusalem had to perform surgery to remove the actual object from her bladder. Now, if you're looking for world records, which I always know you are. Oh, yeah. I love them. uh, The medics do believe it is the widest object to ever been inserted in a urethra, at least that they could find on medical books. So, congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. You did it. You win a prize. Is it any wonder why the woman would like to remain unnamed? I don't think so. Ouch. So, they had to basically perform surgery to get this particular object out of her. Uh, and the good news was uh, she was discharged the same day because she was able to obviously pass urine much, much easier once the gigantic sex toy was out of the way. And she was good to go.
0: Too bad this is somewhat of a family show.
1: Why, uh, <laughs> is there something you really yeah, want to Yeah, there's say? a
0: couple things I'd like to say to this lady. I don't think she's listening. But according to
1: the published study in Urology Case Reports, it's not necessarily uncommon that people put foreign objects in their urethra it it isn't no unfortunately it's not not. remember doing this remember we talked about the the fad over in japan where people were putting usb ports in their urethra because they heard it was like an amazing feeling and all they felt was pain and blood and that's not what things are supposed to do uh so a reminder don't put things in your urethra everybody it's weird now of course some of these things are there is an actual Inquisitiveness involved or a medical disorder like there is some weird medical disorders that are I guess related to sticking things inside things <laughs> and that's not a medical disorder I want but this is where I've had that is- mental
0: di- medical disorder all my life you want to talk about it or- as a man am I missing something here probably
1: that's another thing you can't say on the radio yep uh, but in case you're curious, this has made the record books. It has been published in medical, uh, you know, kind of... Is it a Guinness World Record? Well, I don't know if Guinness keeps track of things put in urethras. Well, I we don't know who's going to try should. to beat that if it is. <laughs> we got a guy in Idaho that loves to chase down those records. You're on the clock, hey, bro. we we got a great idea for you. <laughs> no, I don't think Guinness wants any part of this particular record, but... Uh, She certainly has made the medical books, so congratulations. Keep things out of your urethra, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x rocks Audio Slave, I am the highway here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I think we can agree that different people and different personalities are what makes the universe so great. But uh, even though I may like some things Big J doesn't like and vice versa, some things may make Big Big J angry that don't make me angry and vice versa. But anger is a very real and very raw emotion. And certainly it is one that we can all talk about until the day goes to the end but uh, columbia university spent the last 15 years studying anger big j which must have been a fun survey and they have uh, basically sat down with thousands of people and discovered that there are some things that happen in our society that make almost all of us irrationally angry like uh, it brings anger to us in some way shape or form no matter what our socioeconomic backgrounds are no matter what it could be they found nine things that will make most people angry are you ready to figure out what i'm so angry
0: yes so besides uh yeah go ahead what (laughs) what i would say besides country music and trader jokes
1: uh none of those things make the list unfortunately But uh, coming in at number nine, it seems to be the most trivial of all the things, but apparently this makes a lot of people angry when they take a bite out of a sandwich and the fixing slip out the back. When your sandwich falls apart on you, apparently it pisses people off. They have found that to be You know, I can understand that. Yeah, one of the things that makes people irrationally angry. Uh people who don't put their shopping carts back make people irrationally ah, angry. I do hate that. That could be a Trader Joe's thing, technically. No. Uh chronically laid people make people angry. That yep. makes sense. Uh co workers who sing hum or whistle to music in a shared space make mm. people not angry. Not around
0: here, that's not angry. That uh, fuels our show.
1: People cutting in line make people angry. Yep. Uh, Drivers who refuse to turn on their headlights when it's supposed to be on via weather or darkness make people angry. Uh, People who don't pick up after their dogs make people angry. Uh, The alarm clock makes all of us angry, apparently. And the number one thing appears to be a most modern thing... But nothing pisses us off more than when the motion sensor on a paper towel dispenser or a faucet doesn't work in a restroom.
0: Yes! <laughs> it it fair. I agree! I agree with almost all because of these. Because I hate that that thing is even there. Just give me a good old fashioned regular yes. pull.
1: Yes. Exactly. A pull and a regular faucet makes me so happy. You have no idea. Uh, but it is interesting that like, you know, as much differences as we all have, I can understand each and every one of these things pissing somebody off I really can and so it is you know interesting to know that all of us are different all of us have a different way about going about things but I can see how this how anger can bring us all together in a different kind of way so Columbia University apparently has not wasted the last 15 years of their study as this was one that actually in almost all facets makes sense to me now what you do with that information I do not know but yeah. maybe it's nice to know that that, Despite all of our differences No matter where we come from, who we are There is something that we can all agree upon And that is that these nine things Piss us all off And sometimes when you find a common ground That's all you need to move forward And anger could be that common ground Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah. Morning After Now do what you can to make sure you don't end up on that list, everybody Morning After with Nick and Big J Coming up, your important stuff Hold on to that <coughs>
0: With Nick and Big J.
1: BJ, apparently this movement got its start on TikTok. Uh, I'm not familiar. Maybe you are. The No Fap movement. Are you familiar with
0: it? I don't even know what that means.
1: Uh, basically, it means that it's a group of men that agree to abstain from self-gratification for a significant amount of time. No oh, fapping. Like the contest. Uh, yes, exactly. Like the contest. <laughs> but uh, unlike the contest, where it is built up for entertainment and hopefully profit, depending on how long you last in the contest, uh, it is supposed to have have some sort of benefits i.e. it claims to help with uh, pornography addiction it claims to help with erectile dysfunction and so the university of california los angeles heretofore known as ucla has put together a study and found out big j
0: none of that is true It doesn't make any sense anyways Uh,
1: believe it or not abstaining from self-gratification could have the opposite effect And UCLA found out why. They studied about 1,500 men that decided to, I guess, team up and be a part of this particular movement and refrain from pleasuring themselves for a significant amount of time. And when they eventually relapsed, as all men do, Big J, according to the study, they felt worthless. They felt shame. They felt awful about breaking their no-fat promise and that's when they started to report the erectile dysfunction like it got in their heads that make sense yeah and they're like man i'm I'm a terrible human being i can't keep my hands off myself what a jerk and so none of this ended up working out and of course uh that's when they did the study and go okay well then what can self-pleasuring do and they found out it can help reduce stress it can improve self-esteem and it can also reduce prostate cancer risk in men look at that dude So now there are positive things involved in this particular process. So now I guess you can feel better about it, question mark. And know that if you see anything online about this particular movement, it's probably not true. And it's just going to make you feel bad about yourself because we're we're all pieces of trash. And the more you recognize that, the better off you are.
0: You can't really trust anything you see nowadays anyways.
1: That's right. Question everything. Trust nothing the calgary flames and arizona cardinals uh, excuse me arizona coyotes made history yesterday by trading two brothers brett and nick ritchie it was the nhl's first ever brother for brother trade in history the flames got nick the coyotes got brett they moved teams uh that's a thing that apparently happened and why not just trade houses right if you're brothers that's what you do don't you just go listen we might as well just stay in each other's houses we know each other pretty well we're switching teams now so you stay where i lived and i'll stay where you live and we just team up and do it that way Make it easy. It's family, right? And when you're here, you're family in the NHL. So that happened in the NHL. Alex Rodriguez is moving beyond baseball. He's becoming a minority owner in the NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves, and he wants to be able to give that team a chance to sell tickets outside of Ticketmaster. That's his big thing, which is pretty interesting. Now, he is the co-founder of JUMP which uh, is a ticketing service that he would like to launch to compete with Ticketmaster because he feels it's a monopoly. Now, how that competes with the current ticket prices that are out there and the fees attached to them, I don't know. But this is one way he feels like he can get his particular product off the ground is by going in uh, at the ground level on a team and seeing if it's a way to compete. So we'll see if it works out. So he's got ulterior motives, but now he's a part owner in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Big J, are you a fan of Willem Dafoe? Yeah, man. Do you like Emma Stone? Yeah. They work differently. They are in a movie together called And, and it's filming right now. And, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe already seems like a different cat. You know, he seems like a weird person. But apparently there was a take that they did that requires Emma Stone to slap Willem Dafoe. And, you know, they do a lot of stuff for, for movie making, and they take a bunch of takes. But Willem Dafoe, after the first couple didn't work, he asked... Emma Stone to slap him for real apparently that went on for 20 takes of Emma Stone essentially beating the piss out of Willem Dafoe for this movie and uh and they both loved it afterwards they were to hug and have a good time so if and when you see the movie and know that when Emma Stone slaps Willem Dafoe apparently it's very real and apparently she did it a bunch of times and apparently Willem Dafoe liked it. Relax, dude. He does seem like the kind of guy that would enjoy that, doesn't he? Yeah. You can see him and go, yeah, I bet he's into some weird stuff. That feels like it. Well, hell, you said you, you you thought that when you saw Body of Evidence, right? <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff Man. for the 8 o'clock hour.
0: <laughs> Pop Culture Smackdown the morning after with Nick and Big J. Boy oh boy here for Pop Culture Smackdown. We've got a nice morning after prize package. Get you set for the weekend of entertainment. We'll hit you with some Monster Jam tickets. that happening at the Ford Idaho Center Arena at uh, on Friday at 7 p.m. And then the next night at the dinning Factory, Bad Flower and Des Rocks is coming to town. So we'll get you a pair of tickets to that show and... They're coming in for an X session, both of them, on Saturday afternoon, so you'll get to go to that as well.
1: Well, it looks like you get to meet the bands on Saturday for sure. You get to go enjoy some monster truck action, then you're going to a damn near sold-out show on Saturday night at the Knitting Factory. That's quite the prize package if you want to claim all of this, you just have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number if you want to play. Not going to make it easy for anybody today. Today is name day. I don't know if you knew that. So we're going to focus on some little known names of some pop culture figures, Big J. Are
0: you ready? Okay, yeah. Then to
1: the phones we go. Hello, the ex.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: Good, buddy. What's your name?
0: My name's Mark.
1: Mark, you're up first. Mark, we need to know Barbie has a last name. What is it? Is her last name Smith, Roberts, or Benedict? Who is it again? Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, wow. know, the doll. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. In that case, I'm going to guess Smith then. Smith is a good guess, but wrong. a long answer. Thanks for playing, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, the X hello good morning we need to know what is barbie the doll's last name yes she has one is it uh smith is it roberts or is it benedict
0: uh, let's go with benedict
1: benedict is <sighs> correct so now by process of elimination somebody should know the answer hello VX. Hi. hey we need to know barbie's last name barbie the doll is it smith roberts or benedict Uh, Robert. Roberts. Wrong. Wait. Yes, it is Robert. Right. Press the wrong button. Sorry. Congratulations. You're, You're taking going on right. Big J. Yes. Please don't hang up. Big J. What is the last name of Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz? Is it Heart, Gale, or Gum? I'm gonna go with Gale. Gale is correct. Right.
0: Dorothy Gale. Back to you,
1: sir. Donald Duck has a middle name. What is it? fauntleroy Shakespeare, or Ezekiel? <laughs> Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Wrong. Incorrect. Sorry. Hello, the X. Hey. Donald Duck has a middle name. What is it? Fauntleroy, Shakespeare, or Ezekiel? Uh, let's go with... Fauntleroy? Yeah, that'll work. Right. If you uh, see the way he's dressed, it kind of makes sense. Little little, little Lord (laughs) Fauntleroy. Big J, Mickey Mouse has had a longtime rival mouse battle him since 1936. He's
0: known by what name? I mean, I don't know if it was a rival. Yeah, he's popped up in
1: like 18 or 19 cartoons, including the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yes.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... uh, I mean, I know this isn't the answer, but so I can come up with Steamboat Willie. Steamboat
1: <laughs> Willie? No, Wrong. his alter
0: ego. Steamboat yeah, Willie? Yeah. No,
1: that was the name of the first cartoon Mickey Mouse. I don't remember ever an antagonist. Uh, what if I said his name also begins with an M? Would that help in any way? Mighty Mouse? Uh, Mighty to Mouse. Save the day? No. Wrong. Different company altogether. Mortararity? Uh, uh, you're not too far off in that particular guess. Morty, do you happen to know the answer, sir?
0: Mortimer. Mortimer.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mortimer right. Mouse. Good you call. earned this. See? Uh, he's heard of it. Good job, brother. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those bad flower tickets. You're coming to the X Session, and you're also going to go check out Monster Jam. Please hold on tight. We'll make sure you're all set and good to go there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your headlines. They're coming up next on the X Rock. <laughs> headlines are as follows, Big J. Thanks, Jack. That's expensive. Or that'll teach him. That's expensive? A large brand flake is on sale for eBay uh, for nearly 200000 American dollars, Big J. Jeez. The cereal is dubbed an elephantile edible. It is about 3.8 by 2.9 inches large. The seller writes that the kernel is mountain, framed, undamaged, and still crispy, just like you want your brand flakes to be. A photo shows it in a brown frame with the measurements listed in centimeters. A little tilt of the box is all it took to awaken this mammoth from its slumber, causing it to dislodge and thunder out in what seemed like slow motion before shattering the bowl and embedding itself in the table. The description reads, it's a joke, of course, by uh, commenting on how large this particular brand flake is that apparently came out of an actual cereal box, but... As of right now, nobody is paying $200,000 for a very large brand flake because I wonder what the resale market on that would be. I'm guessing not very lucrative. But what do I know? How uh, big is it? It's t- it's 3.8 by 2.9 inches large. So oh. it's essentially, I don't know, like this still big. It's still small. Like the softball kind of, I guess. But big if it comes out of a cereal box. Agree or disagree, Big Jay? Yeah, agreed. $200,000 big? I don't know. No. I don't think that that seems like it's that much. But, I mean, they went to the, the trouble of framing it and trying to do something with it. But I'm not sure. But listen, the collectible market <laughs> is very strange right now. Think so about why, why?
0: this for a second. You're just a normal person living yeah. your life. You open up a box... You dump it and you're like, oh my god, look at this. And then you just see all of the fantastic ideas and, and things that you can do with this to make money.
1: I See, I guess that's that's my different. Like, if I were to do that, if I'm pouring out a cereal and that happens, I go, wow, that's a big yeah. brand flick. And then, and then, then I crack I... it with my spoon and then, yeah, yeah, make it fit in the bowl and pour milk over it and eat the damn thing. No, I
0: think that's the normal response.
1: Not framing it and putting it on an no. eBay for $200,000? Well, listen, if he sells it, then we're the idiots. I don't think he will. But stranger things have happened. Thanks Jack, or that'll teach him. Thanks, Jack. A whiskey fungus has been covering homes, cars, and even tree trees near the Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg, Tennessee, Big Jay. Vapors from the whiskey barrels apparently are accelerating the growth of this particular fungus in the community. It's also very resilient. While there are no known negative effects on humans so far, locals have had to power wash their homes to get rid of this really gross and slimy substance that appears to cover every inch of anything that's outside. Residents have asked Jack Daniels to cover the cost of washing their homes, and one has gone so far as to sue Lincoln County. According to a Jack Daniels representative, they said, quote, could it be a nuisance? Yeah, sure. And you know what? You can also easily remedy it by having it washed off. So apparently there's not a lot of sympathy from Jack Daniels about this fungus that is covering people's homes and cars and stuff uh and i hope it's nothing that could be cause long term effects but it seems like you might want to handle that a little bit better from a pr standpoint agree or disagree with you.
0: yeah uh yeah uh, but then again at the same time it's like listen we have provided for this community jobs and all kinds of stuff you little whiny bitches oh That's you're what in, it sounds like you're to in me. The f- uh,
1: but i mean you yeah, so are yeah you pro- jack- clean it off
0: yeah i mean listen i guess i, I we have no, to we'll s- just shut down this the thing right now how about that you want that community I'd have
1: to see what it is. When you say whiskey (laughs) fungus, it makes me think like it's something really, really gross. And I don't think I'd want my house covered in that.
0: And is it something that's going to turn into, like, you know, something that kills all of us? Yeah,
1: that's the other thing. Like, I mean, it's fairly new. So are they doing something different? Because this isn't like hasn't
0: been covered in years. I feel since The Last of Us, we've got a lot of fungus stories,
1: (laughs) is all I'm saying. Well, uh, maybe this could be the beginning of the end. I don't know. Wrap it up with that'll teach him. Big J, if you have bad neighbors, maybe you want to take a page from the book of this particular New Zealand resident that has lived in one of their tallest apartment towers ever, but finally decided to move out because their neighbors were absolutely driving them crazy. So they decided revenge was the best medicine. Uh, It took about 25 days to figure out what was happening, but neighbors kept complaining of a large vibrating sound, Big J turns out somebody that had once lived in this large tower had left behind a very large vibrating sex toy in a closet shelf and then boxed it up to make it very difficult to find and the vibrating noise was driving neighbors crazy for how long 25 days it took him to find this. that's a hell of a battery i thought uh management of the pacifica apartment building sent a notice thanking people for their patience and matters were trying to be resolved and they were trying to figure out what was going on turns out a photo of the device which emitted (laughs) humming vibrations showed it jammed between two books and on top of an internal window which is why they couldn't find it for days it was high up in the $300 the million dollar luxury apartment block. And so that's what ended up happening and driving people crazy. It was vibrating windows down the whole thing. I mean, it had to be high powered and a great battery. I don't know if it had like some sort of external source hooked up to it or what,
0: but incredible.
1: What are the books?
0: Uh, I it does know not say. Uh...
1: In my mind, it's the Bible, but I don't know if sure. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything you need to know. This Candlebox, that is you here on The Morning After with Nick and Big j And finally, we're talking haircuts, Big J.
0: Yeah, mullets in particular, you know, uh, all business in the front and party in the back, Nick. That's how that goes. Indeed. And researchers found that mullets are on the way back. Oh, they have been in for a style. while. style, yeah. And that those supporting mullets go out and party on an average of five nights a month. <laughs> while those who are mullet-free only get out an average of three nights a month. And they think it's the hair? They think it's the hair.
1: <laughs> or there takes a certain personality to go. I am consciously, as an adult, cutting my hair into a mullet. And that personality is probably a little it's, more on
0: It's a showstopper for sure. Yeah. I think if that's you want some attention.
1: If it's done the right way, there are a few things that will get an attention, much like a mullet. you go, what the hell is that guy thinking, usually, yeah. uh, followed by, or that's a hell of a mullet, dude, way to go. And that's usually what's going to accompany those particular haircuts.
0: So um, I've got a, a cousin, Nick, uh, in, in Montana, and uh, he's uh, like a second re- cousin removed, mm-hmm. uh, youngster, and he sports this amazing mullet. How old and is I, he? And I call him my spirit animal. He's like 10 years old. Okay, 10. And uh, I mean, he looks just—I mean, like he looks a lot like me when I was a kid. <laughs> and so, but he sports this mullet, doesn't give a damn. Sure, he lives in Montana, and that's He's what I, I that. love about mullet-wearing dudes. Well, you know, and ladies.
1: Also, think about it this way: I mean, back when you were ten years old, I bet you you were rocking a mullet too.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. dude. I mean, there's a—I've yeah. cu- got a couple of, and it unintentional. I mean, it was unintentional. No. That's, I think that's a differentiation that needs to be made, is uh, intentional mullet versus, like, this is just how your hair got cut.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, back in the 80s, mullets were also fashionable. They were in right. at that time.
0: I didn't have a choice in my hair style, I think. I, oh, really? I think, I think I just got, yeah, like, my dad would take me to the barber.
1: Yeah? Oh, I you'd actually go dude. to the barber? and My cut my hair. I
0: hated up. that dude. I hated going to the barber shop uh, because uh, he would always butcher me. I mean, my ears and stuff would get cut up. And Jesus, just, man. Yeah. Yeah, my dad didn't care. How did that guy stay in business? Because he's a barber.
1: Yeah, I understand. But, I mean, I, if he's a bad barber. Because there was
0: no Yelp. <laughs> okay, but either way, I I did uh, don the uh, the mullet. But you know, it's interesting because mullet enthusiasts, here according to the study, are more likely to prefer spicy food, less likely to settle down to a game of Monopoly, and are more likely to describe themselves as influential to their friend groups. <laughs> So they—they're
1: basically full of themselves. They're yeah. narcissists yeah. You know what it comes down to. All right, I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm not
0: sure that works into the spicy food a- aspect.
1: Uh, but no, but the other aspects, uh, you know. And that being said, you know, for a while, Big J, you were fairly, mm, I guess, uh, creative with your hairstyles in your adult lifestyle. Yeah. Did you ever rock a mullet as uh, consciously? No, as No, no. But
0: but early uh, last week, uh, Tyler was asking me about because he saw an old picture. We had a uh, picture found uh, of uh, Papa. Mm-hmm. was in here and, uh, and I had this huge white afro yeah and he's like what's up with that and I'm like that was very done very purposefully because I wanted to make sure that I was recognizable mm-hmm. and um, I think you could probably said great white afro or a mullet like uh, there wasn't a lot of people rocking the mullet in the 90s and in uh, the the early aughts so probably that could have been a choice actually to really stick out and and get noticed but that's what I did I wanted to be noticed that's why you switched up your hair all the time. Well, for a while it was, it was, it stayed the green white afro sure. for quite some time. But then and you then, know,
1: as you, was it basically once you settled down and got married, that the hairstyles kind of went the way of the day? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Is it because the wife didn't like it, or because you feel felt like no, you didn't I want think, to put the effort in? Uh, I think anymore? I'd
0: been uh, the, then uh, I, the hair was not only the only way to recognize me. Then it became a beard thing. Ah, uh, that's that's See, true. So so the hair, hair transferred into the beard because yeah, I mean some some of the hairstyles went away. Uh,
1: and then yeah, you because you had the beads in the beard for a while, so you were messing with the beard yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Bad
0: choice. Uh,
1: and did some stuff, and now it's the uh, the beard is part of the brand and not the hair anymore. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Uh, but either way, it's it's something about the Big J brand is what is what is important to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. There you go. Uh, any idea? You want to bring the mullet back? You want to rock one? A mullet and a beard together may be too much for this yeah. whole Treasure Valley yeah, to think... understand.
0: But or, or it could help me take over. Well, what do you want to do, I guess? <laughs> the question then.
1: Do you want to take over? Yes. Well, then cut your hair into a mullet, bro. Grow it out. Okay. Let's go. Uh, do you think the wife would be on board Day with that? one, I doubt it. Then it's ain't going to happen. Morning After with Nick and me Big J. <laughs> There's your mullet update. We got your Bad Impressions next on the X-Rocks. And Big J.
0: And Bad Impressions is brought to you by the Treasure Valley uh, Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And Nick, boy, we got a great uh, little package here prize wise for you. Uh, some tickets to the 50th. Boise Roadster show and it is going to be bananas because Chip Foose is going to be there and Kev Dog and Will from Bitchin' Rides is going to be a part of this as well. So all kinds of stuff going on. It's the 50th anniversary. You don't want to miss it. It's happening at the uh, Expo Idaho March 10th, 11th to 12th. We'll set you up with uh, a free pair of tickets here if you figure out Bad Impressions.
1: 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, congratulations. Roadster show this weekend, man. We're going to talk to Scott New later on this week. Should be a good one. Hello, Scott New. Hey, more. This Dennis. Hi,
0: right, Dennis. You're up first, man. Good luck. Before I hit a big time on the silver screen, I was starring in a TV show called Moonlighting. Next one. People still reference Hudson Hawk as one of the worst movies, but was it really that bad? No. Hudson Hawk? Yeah. Uh, next one. Every year, people argue and debate whether my movie Die Hard was indeed a Christmas movie, and I love it. Bruce Willis. There you go. It's Bruce Willis. Good Night. job,
1: Dennis. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Roadster Show passes. They're coming your way.
0: Why is Bruce Willis in the news? Of course, you know, uh, recently here, uh, Bruce has been in the news because of the uh, the diagnosis that he has uh, some dementia going on. Uh, Frontemporal temporal dementia and uh it was just a matter of time because you know he's he, he's still functioning and, and do, can still go out and do stuff and he was out and about uh, not that long ago uh and he was seen in public and uh, emma his wife has taken to instagram to ask reporters to be more considerate following uh, her husband's uh diagnosis quote it's clear that there's still a lot of education that needs to be put forth so this is one is going out to the photographers and the video people that are trying to get those exclusives of my husband out and about just keep your space i know it's your job but maybe keep your space so it's gonna be a difficult thing man
1: yeah, when you're a celebrity, I mean, if you've ever even watched a clip or anything of TMZ, you know 90% of their job is screaming their celebrity's first name to try to get their attention, so they can grab a picture or get a clip or something of them. And so I'm sure when Bruce Willis or any celebrity leaves their house, it's they're just completely, you know, followed by an echo of somebody screaming their name. And when you have dementia, or you're suffering with something like that. That has to be something that's probably not the best thing in the world.
0: Yeah, I and mean, so it's, it's got to be weird. It's man. tough. He shouldn't be. A prisoner somewhere. He should be able to go out about, and um, obviously he's having some communication difficulties as, as a result of this. So, man, I mean, just people need to be kind. Let's hope that they can keep keep that in, in mind at least.
1: I hope people and whoever is around them does respect these wishes, because they don't seem like it's that difficult to pull off. But uh, you know, people are selfish, and you never know how it's going to happen. BS kindness and mm-hmm. respect at this particular time would be very, very good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Don't die! That's the latest from Shinedown called Dead Don't Die, and that wraps up a very sexy Morning After with Nick and Big J oh. on this Monday. Well, more so than normal. My apologies to you, Big J. But uh, it is one of those deals where sex came up a lot oh, on yeah. the show today. Yeah. It really, really did. So we talked a lot about that. Um, like with
0: salt and pepper up in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, we also had a chance to talk about mullets and anger, so we were all over the place today, as we like to be on a Monday morning. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh,
0: yeah, major props to uh, our guy Tyler here. He's here, uh, one of our engineers and you can hear him here on the weekends. He, he helps fill in. When you're not around, Ick for Pop Culture Smackdown, I have not come in. God bless you. But uh, I, my headphones broke over the weekend. I was so upset and distraught because it's a second pair of headphones gaming headphones gaming now. headphones uh that's broken in the same place and he was uh, able to uh to fix them so Beautiful. i was crushed
1: uh, they're and, expensive and uh they work they're fine everything is functional i mean i imagine so there were no wires that were damaged right. i guess no. when you uh broke it good it was just a cosmetic thing that was fixed Thank you to Tyler, who has repaired headphones on multiple occasions around here as well. Uh, definitely good at his job. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by our friends at Beacon Plumbing. If you have a tank or tankless water heater, you got clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush, stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the x rocks <coughs>